Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Friday, March 5th, 2021, and the Detroit Red Wings lost last night to the Carolina Hurricanes 5-2. to two. We're going to guess 5-2. to two. I'm assuming we're going to cross our fingers and hope uh, that Carolina doesn't score any more goals in this last three minutes and 45 seconds. Um, or the other the other scenario is that Philip Sedini gets a hat trick, which I, I, I kind of feel coming. So hopefully you'll get to hear that live reaction uh, on air. But we're going to recap the game and then we got a how do you feel about it Friday for you. We're going to kind of breeze through this one, not breeze through it, but it, it's only going to be one segment uh, recap, guys. I, there's not a lot Thank you. that we can say, but uh, we do have some pretty good how do you feel about it Friday stuff going on. So um, let's welcome everybody in i'm detroit sports editor noel bianchi with me as always is longtime red wings fan and a kidney stone survivor ethan smith ethan what's going on how's it going not much i'm just i'm enjoying the game happy i'm happy it's over i can tell i can tell i uh, i can also tell you're gonna piss me off really bad in the next 10 minutes i'm assuming uh scotty <laughs> bentley from the bentley show is also with us uh on this call how's it going scott i'm great i i cannot wait to to dive into this game so I buried the lead a little bit because the, the, the big story out of this game from a Red Wings perspective is that Phillips Adina has found his shot, uh, came into the game with 3.1 shooting percentage. Uh, that's extremely low. He was getting unlucky all year, kind of waiting for him to, to start finding the back of the net. It was only a matter of time tonight. He proved that uh, he beats Ned Jelkovic uh, low and then he beats him high and just two really, really, really nice shots uh, that were kind of the focal point of, of any Red Wings fans happiness. That second one was nice, man. Disgusting. That second one was that was top shelf where it Mama was, keeps the peanut butter. That was yeah. that was nice, nice. And the first one too was like, even if, if it was wasn't perfect. top shelf, the yeah. first one was catch, release, one place he can put that puck, put it there. What do you got? Yep. Now that that goal is the one that you're going to see him score the most often. That yep. one, that quick release, that low blocker just above the pad, just inside the post. That's where I guarantee you. And the majority of Phillips, Phillips Adina's goals, it's going to be the goal he scores the most. And that's it was an absolutely perfect shot. Imagine if he scored in that breakaway. Oh, I know. Well, yeah. I, I was like, because he was like, even when he didn't score, like he was buzzing uh, pretty much all night. And then um, I, I tweeted out, I'm like, I can't wait for Phillips Adina's hat trick. And then it just didn't happen. But um, I mean, we still got time. So what do you got, Ethan? Philip Sedina to this point, there's three minutes left in the third period. Philip Sedina has 15 minutes and 45 seconds of ice time. You want to know who has more? Who? Almost has 18 minutes of ice time. Who? Sam Gagner. And? <laughs> I don't, I don't care. No, he's only had, there's only two more Red Wings that have more ice time than him. And it's Fabry and Mantha. Yeah. Yeah. Why is Zadina? Hey, hey, we're playing one of the best offensive teams in all of hockey. Do not let them score. Evgeny Svechnikov has the least amount of ice time of anybody on this roster. It's his fourth game of the season. 
Buddy's one of three points in two games. Where do you, I understand that, but they're like you. The thing is, you're trying to. <laughs> You, I could I I knew this was gonna happen that you were gonna piss me off so bad like dude what do you want how many minutes do you want these guys to play do you want Evgeny Sveshnikov to lead the team in ice time I would like the young men to lead this team to victory because Sam Gagne is not gonna do it how do you know he got an assist, got an assist tonight, tonight. he had a goal play. on Sunday he scored three last week in case you are forgetting I don't see there's how there's any way you could do that Sam Gagne is also a minus one tonight I'm just saying. All right. Uh, I think Zidane minus one tonight too. <laughs> Let me look. Let me look. Oh, the night's look. a failure. We should have kept. He, he was a minus one. <laughs> oh, you hate to see it. You hate to see it. I see. I just. I, I don't understand like what you want. Like you're pissed off about the game and the fact that they lost. Like it was just a third period collapse. Two goals right out of the gate going into a tie game in the third, um, and then they added an empty netter. Like that is kind of not necessarily what we expected, but. Carolina has 28 goals in the third period of the season. That's third best in the league. You knew they were going to be coming. You knew that the Red Wings don't have the defense to handle it. You hope they can hang on. They don't. You get excited about Phillips Adina and you move on with your life and you don't get upset. Okay. Jonathan, one, Jonathan Bernier does not deserve this. Two. So you want to put. They all scored again. Jonathan Bernier does not like, and that's another thing. So do you want the more offensive minded guys being out there? Yes. Jonathan Bernie doesn't deserve that. I just, I thought. Well, yeah, I know, but Anna Bernie was a minus two tonight, and he's he's doesn't score, so it doesn't matter. You know, that's all I'm saying. Anna, did you guys see the fourth goal? Anna Bernie was in the slot, being the being that second defenseman back there, and it was just like, yeah, correct. He it, he looked like a fish out of water. He didn't know what he was doing. I mean, it's just, I mean, hey, put the younger guys out there, let them earn their spot. Let's let's put less ice time. To Darren Helm, how old is Adam Ernie? Because they're gone after this year. How do you and know? then that's not what I mean, Nolan. That's not what I mean. Adam Ernie is not the future of this team. Can we give Evgeny Sveshnikov? Where's Giovanni Smith? Where is he? Where where'd he go? Nobody knows where he went. He's that's in Grand Rapids. Why are these guys on the ice? Team? What you want to have the entire team just you want to have the Grand Rapids Griffins yes. up here in Detroit? That, yes. That's not how it works. That's, that's where I'm at. Works. That's it how would you be better. That no, it's not. No, yes, it's it not. Would. You're getting impatient with the rebuild. That's what's happening. You're getting impatient with the rebuild. You want to rush everybody out there, get everybody out there. Next thing you know, we're the Edmonton Oilers. You remember when we had that conversation yesterday? You remember why Brian said he thought that Connor McDavid was going to be a bust? Because they try and rush everybody and they say, Hey, you're the new guy, putting all your hopes on us. Get out there. The New York Rangers turn their rebuild around in two years. Because oh, they had multiple. Quick top two picks and they're still not even in a playoff spot right now i mean they, they were pretty but, close but, last year but they were yeah, pretty but, close last year but they weren't they didn't they, they lost hank rookie goalie just started getting hot they just started getting better they're a young team they, still they but they're their, better than we are are they not they are the exception not the rule you're failing to <laughs> see that there's another there's another team that just turned the rebuild around too and i can't remember what team it is right now but it's going to really solidify my point and i just cannot I think it's think of the team right now. what else you got on this game it's too bad it's too bad you know what i'm just glad both teams had fun <laughs> 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 the, uh, the, uh, i mean i don't know man like like it's actually i'm going through whose side are you on not who's we'll that, that's, that's what I'm elaborating on. That's what I'm elaborating on. That is a debate 
that is across all four teams in this city right now, right? Like literally all, like that is a, that is a very common debate about like, do you just throw all the kids out there or do you sign the veteran? You know what I mean? And, and kind of plug and play and slowly bring them up. Um, I would say that I probably, okay. I, I'm not, I'm not sure I'm all in like the, let's just bring GR up, but I really, there is really no excuse for Zadina to be getting less minutes than Gagne. That it just is, doesn't make sense, dude. That's what opinion. I'm saying. It just doesn't make sense. That, I yeah, get that, that he's a center. Unreal. Yeah, I get that he's a center and we need centers. I get it, guys. It, it, <laughs> there's, it just, it really hurts to watch this team struggle so badly. But, when okay, people like, I'm not saying, I know, I understand Nielsen wasn't on today. But like it, it hurts me to see these people, these older players have this time when you can just put them on the taxi squad, the taxi squad, excuse me, and have Giovanni Smith get more time. I haven't seen him. He's getting a ton of time in Grand Rapids. I don't care. He was successful here. See, but right, I I do agree with. That I don't too. care. Like, like, okay, but you need to open up roster spots for other guys, and you don't want a lineup filled with six rookies, six guys who are not typically in the lineup. But it, what is it going to hurt at this point? Because you can't really do that. You don't have the flexibility with your roster. Like, it's just, it's in, inexplicably you do. ridiculous to ask. Just do it. <laughs> oh, thank I'm, I'm past the point of caring. See, like, I just here's, here's, guys out here's there. It, it, from an art, I mean, like, it makes sense. Like, I'm not saying that it's that it's realistic because it's probably not, but like from a viewer's perspective, at least like, how can, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't care about Gagne's performance. Like I don't like it. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't, you know what I mean? But it, the young kids, obviously all of them are having futures with this organization and futures of the team and are, so from a viewer's perspective, it's totally reasonable as well. Yeah. I think. Got to talk to the folks about bet online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Uh, football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They've got real time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. And best of all, bet online also has you covered for the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up so head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit at bet online your online sportsbook experts uh that's with our promo code locked on forgot to say that part l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n promo code locked on and you'll receive a 50 percent welcome bonus uh at bet online your online sportsbook experts this is uh, Bertuzzi looking at setaguchi across the ice and your dead seems to be what uh, he's mouthing. Today on the Lockdown Today podcast, Big Ben is back in yellow and black. Is that a good thing for the Steelers? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Lockdown Today podcast. I'm going to say no. Subscribe to the Lockdown Today wherever you get your <laughs> podcast. All right, back for segment two here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Starting, how do you feel about it Friday? Uh, who wants to lead us off? We're, we're doing Red Wings edition in this segment and then the next segment. We're going to uh, skip over to the anything portion where things uh, get a little wet, get a little wild. Um, can I go first? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Well, my my number one was Sam Gagner's total ice time, but I already brought that up, so mm-hmm. I'm going to have to delete that one. For sure. Um, 
Evgeny Sveshnikov. Oh my God! Can you think of anything? Wait, else? <laughs> wait. It's complimentary of him. Full time roster spot. Bar, you know, minus the horrible ice time he got today. How do you guys feel about it? He still got an assist. Yeah. Good. I mean, I'd say leave him up, see what he's got. I think especially because, like, he's one of the older guys. Like, this is his last shot. And realistically, I think he was supposed to – I think in a normal year he would have started up on the roster and then they wouldn't have been able to send him down because it probably would have been maybe a little bit of a concern uh, that he would get snatched up on waivers. And I don't know. I I, I think it's – that's that's kind of what we all predicted would happen, right, is that he would stay up on the roster but then – uh, the COVID cap implications and whatnot kind of impacted that a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I'm all for leaving him up here. If he's a guy that can produce, I think he's a guy that that should stay up here if he can produce. Yeah. Why not? You know, as Ethan would say, let the kids play. Absolutely. Why not? <laughs> what do you, what do you think about it, Ethan? Do you think Evgeny Sveshnikov uh, should stay up because he helps his team so much? I don't care. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. By all means, dude, he's been producing at this level it, with the limited ice time that he got. He's still got an assist tonight. I'm all about it. If he's going to make an impact on this team, an offensive impact on this team, by all means, keep him on this roster. Go ahead, Scott. So my big one was going to be about Giovanni Smith, but we've already talked about him quite at length, in my opinion. Um, or my question was going to be about bringing him back up or if he was going to see any ice time. <laughs> going on that was legitimately going to be what i wrote down so um i guess i'll, I'll lob it to ethan i guess if he wants to talk about it but it was like do we see him at all this year if we do is it after the trade deadline is he back up period um oh geez i mean well if we're going to get rid of people at the trade trade deadline like we're going to i'd love to see mr smith back up here that would be phenomenal but no what do you got I was just going to say, I, I think that might have something to do with the fact of why they haven't maybe brought them up in droves so far this season. Like kind of, hey, just stay down there, start your season there, get your feet wet, get your bearings, haven't played in a year. We'll see you in Fair enough. April. That does make sense. Okay, well, I mean. You know, I think, I think sense. we're, I think, are we friends again? I mean, I think we're friends again. I think I just wanted to be a bit more serious on this question. Um <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> uh look like i understand letting people get their feet wet get back into the game profession professionally i get that um i guess my question for you guys then is i don't know if this should even be my next one i think it's just more of a spinoff of scott's it's like do you guys un- do you guys agree with that whole aspect of it is it really worth having veterans play more ice time and limiting Sveshnikov was under 10 minutes tonight. Like, is that, is that really worth it to you guys? Like that we still came out with a loss tonight. Does it matter to you guys that older players are playing more minutes when these younger players could be developing and finding their game and getting into a groove like Sveshnikov, like I said, still had an assist tonight while still playing 10 minutes. Sure. I I think so. So for the, to, play kind of like sort of middle middleman I guess but like for in general be and this is a question I've answered a million times just because all four teams are rebuilding at the same time right so like 
this I, I definitely tend to lean with Nolan about like, hey, you know, you have to have some sort of structure. You can't just throw all the kids into the fire and just kind of go, I'm sorry. However, um, I Smith was really different for me personally because he wasn't a guy that was like, like that mindset is mostly has to do with people that are like, oh, like you may not be ready for the NHL level. You're kind of a fringe guy. So like those kind of people, I totally get like, hey, maybe give them more ice time down in GR and then eventually come up. But Smith was one of the most productive players at the NHL level while he was here. It really did not make sense to me for him to go down. And that's why I think he is a, in my mind, I was upset about it, about the move back down. I think he's kind of an exception because he, he, even if it was a small sample size, I get that. He was undoubtedly one of the most productive players on the team while he was up. Nolan, really quick before you go too, I can't name another team in the NHL. When a, when a rookie is performing at the level that he did when he was Trevor up Zegris here. with the Ducks right now? I mean, I, literally right now. Okay, okay. It's, it's not, I mean, here's the thing. You're All talking right. about, no, you're, right, talking no, about no, you're talking about one team. I'm talking about, if, if you have a rookie, on a struggling team that is putting up numbers for you, what is the point? It once he because once part he of, because I down, really Nolan, I really do down. think I really do think that part of that is coaching in like a, putting them in the situation and not overexposing them. Like the the reason why Giovanni Smith was successful in that Florida series is because he was playing on the fourth line. If he was going against Barkoff and Huberto and you know whatever like. This, the same game, like he's just not going to be able to keep up. So you put him in situations where he can thrive. He is like, I don't agree with the whole nine minutes per night, but I'm happy at like a good, comfortable 12 to 13 minutes. In my opinion, I think that's a, a pretty good amount for a guy getting his feet wet. And, um, and, and that's why I was so upset with the whole Giovanni Smith thing. It wasn't because he wasn't playing a lot. Uh, it was mostly because he was playing a shockingly low amount of minutes. It was nine minutes a game. And he went okay, in the so, game that he had a, a Gordie Howe hat trick. Right. So that, that, that makes sense then. Like if that makes sense to me, at least, would you rather see him play like eight minutes at the NHL level or get 20 in GR? Obviously exactly. I would much rather 20. Right. That, that does make sense to me, I guess. Uh, in my head, best case scenario would just be that he gets 13 plus at the NHL level. But if that's not feasible and I have to choose between those two, I guess, yeah, I would rather see him play 20 in GR as well. Okay, really quick. I want to hit on the fact that somewhere during the broadcast, Mickey Redman has turned, has changed out of his suit <coughs> and changed back into a, a button down shirt. And I love so it. So I, I think he wears that like as his jack, like as his suit jacket, a lot of nights. See, it, it was Phenomenal. unbuttoned. I swear it was. It was. I was gonna say he wore that okay. like Must unbuttoned. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Makes and sense. He, he just okay. randomly buttoned it back up for some reason. Yeah. So getting cold. back, it's cold up there. Right. Getting back to the getting back to what I was saying about them. Like I understand him playing, like you said, Nolan playing 13, 14 minutes a night, but I don't, I just don't want to see him. Like you said, I don't want to see him stuck at nine minutes a night on the fourth line. Like, I, like when they're plugging him into. Right. But that's the role I think he excels in or not nine minutes a night, but 12 minutes a night on the fourth. But like what there's, I was, there's a massive difference in those two things. What I was going to say is plugging him into roles where he sneaks onto a first line role for a shift or two with Larkin and Mantha or Zadina. Which he like did. how we set up how we set up uh, Larkin on that goal. Like that's yeah. what I want to see, and that's 
what I want to develop. I don't want to necessarily just plug him in onto a third line role like or fourth line role like Bromace stuck on. And he that's I guarantee you that's all he'll ever get on this poor team, which is really sad to say because I think he's a really good player. He showed a lot of skill, but I don't think he'll get anything more than that. Well, that's but when you're getting into these younger guys. I would love to see Svechnikov sneak into those upper roles, but still have some roles on a lower line team. I don't mind or a a line. And he like, has like he's that. gotten power play time where he's been successful. Right. Like he has had that's what I he mean. has that's been given opportunities, and you give it in doses. You make them hungrier too. That's what I What's want. That there's part of it too that like hey, if you give this kid the world, and all of a sudden you're like, hey kid, tonight you're playing more minutes than Sam Gagne. I know you haven't played an NHL game in two years, but uh, that's just the way we roll around here. That's just not the way Ooh. hockey or sports in general work. It just isn't. As much as we all would like to think, especially a guy who's not necessarily a proven NHL talent yet. I mean, Patrick Graham Gagne can play every single night in the NHL. Are you? I'm not, ready for this not, comparison. Not, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm so not, ready for it. I'm, I'm so ready for do it. Do not bring up the greatest quarterback <laughs> to ever live. I'm so ready for this comparison right now. I'm at the edge of my seat. <laughs> I can't do it. I'm just, I'm just so sick of you. <laughs> I can't do it. Sorry, I'm go ahead. so ready for I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> that right. was that was gonna be really bold. So my, uh, my <laughs> so my so my next one. I have, actually haven't done mine yet. This will be the last <laughs> one before we go into anything, and I'm sure it'll just get more <laughs> fun from there. All right, uh, the reverse retros. We've seen them twice. We're probably not gonna see them again this season. Do they bring those same exact uniforms back next year? I or do they, or do they do something different for the re, the reverse retro? Because I think that that's going to become a thing. Like the alternate mandatory alternate jerseys, that's going to become a thing. Do they look the same? Do they make them any different? I would like to imagine that this team has somewhat of a pulse on what the fan base is saying, and that they never bring them back ever again. I would, in a perfect world, I, I would like to think that someone, whether it's the social media manager or a PR director or someone has their pulse on the fact that literally zero people yeah, like but them. don't isn't there a part of you that thinks that that's might that might have been what they wanted so then those see they, okay no, no no hold on hold on i actually kind of get what you're saying okay but the difference is because they're only you do points. this you're all right but you do that you do like the hey like that's what we want with like really ugly ones these are boring there's a huge you know what i mean like if it was right if it was really ugly like if there was some terrible attempt of art on there and it just looked hideous that'd be like okay we're gonna just make these like a thing right these are gray i don't think there's any like marketing value in in a gray sweater like i, I just don't the, see there's no marketing gray. value in it they clearly have not put really any effort at all into being like look at our awesome jerseys like right. even when they do post about the retros are just like we're wearing them you know, it's not <laughs> like, it's yeah. not like, okay. Reverse retro night. Like, I, yeah, I, I honestly, genuinely in my heart of hearts think I'm like, right now I'm like 60, 40 on the side of, I think they might have designed them bad on purpose. Like the, it was just like an F you to Adidas. Like, Oh, we're, we're doing this every year. No, we're okay. Fine. Yeah, sure. There, like there's no other explanation for them only wearing them twice, wearing them in back-to-back games on the road. And then, like, they will, you will never hear about them again. Where, when have you seen them in stores? Where have you seen them, uh, you know, 
just in, in general, them advertising for it. What I think Adiz is going to do is you're going to keep branching out into more, you know, newer jerseys. Ooh, stuff you guys don't. Well, so here's what the, here's what the NBA does with their, like, I think what they do is like pretty cool. It's like, Hey, every team that made the playoffs last year, they get this type of like branded Jersey. So like the reverse retro, that's like (laughs) a a brand of Jersey. They're like, all the playoff teams get the, you know, I, I can't remember what it's called. It's like the the proven jersey or something like that. Yeah, and there's, there's and then there's the the, yeah, I'm blanking on the name too. But yeah, there's like a proven yeah. one, and then there's a, a city home city yeah, somewhere yeah, yeah. other like that. Yep. Yeah, a city jersey where it like tries to incorporate like mm-hmm. the uh, the culture of the city. Like I think they're, I think what the NBA does with their jerseys are very cool. Like I don't think there's a lot of jerseys out there, and I'm like, geez, NBA, like. You know, right. But uh, I, I just I I can't imagine that the Red Wings were surprised or maybe possibly even didn't want the reaction that they got to those the, their reverse retros. So that's all I'm saying. I, I think, don't necessarily think that the league, the teams even had a, a say in what was made, quite frankly. You think I, it was Adidas, there, not the teams? There's yeah. no I think there's the NHL and Adidas, in my opinion. I don't think that's how it works. It's like you get contracted to design the Red Wings uniform and you work directly with the team to come up with something. And so the team has to well, approve I would it. need to see some hard figures to prove that. Hey, I, I could do that. I could get paid Be the a lot of money just to make yeah, a great jersey. Anybody, any Red Wings fan could have made better jerseys than what they made. So that's, it's a that's plain gray jersey. <laughs> They're so bad. Ethan doesn't believe someone got paid to do it. <laughs> All right. Uh, going into the Red Wings side. All right, going into segment three here. Uh, keep it locked in for Lockdown Red Wings podcast. It's your team every day. That is the best fucking power play the Detroit Red Wings have had in four games. Every Friday on Lockdown NHL, join Joe DiBiase of Lockdown Sabres and Tom Gazzola of Lockdown Oilers as they round up the biggest stories from week in the of the week in the NHL and get you ready for the league's busy weekend slate of games. From breaking down the latest blockbuster trade to sizing up the rivalry matchups on Saturday night, Joe and Tom have you covered uh, from every angle to close your week. Subscribe to the Lockdown NHL wherever you get your podcasts. All right, boys, uh, walking into segment three here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. It's a how do you feel about it Friday. Things are about to get weird. And Ethan texted us uh, about 10 minutes before we started recording. He said, boys, I got two Hall of Fame. How do you feel about a Friday questions? Here's my prediction. At least one of them is going to be grotesquely stupid. Uh, <laughs> grotesquely. <laughs> and that's that's my that's at least my prediction. At, at so, least one. I mean, fair enough. All right. Over under is one and a I'm half. I'm not looking around. So lead us off, Ethan. Despite knowledge of their okay, listen to this. Scientists still haven't observed mating in the wild or found a single eel egg leading to theories suggesting that eels reproduce in a flurry of external fertilization in which clouds of (laughs) fertilize free floating eggs no adult eels have ever been caught spawning there ever they have zero clue eel farmers have no idea how eels reproduce scientists don't know how do you guys feel about it um i feel that's really fascinating. That's, 
fascinating. Uh, terrified. Eels are really, really horrific looking. They have teeth. Fish. Yeah. Um, so if I, I, I think if there was like, yeah. if I had to put a top 10 list of um, animals that I wish we knew how they reproduce, they would probably be on it. Um, they're like right up there with piranhas, I would say. Uh, it'd be pretty scary if we didn't know how piranhas, you know, mated and and whatnot. Um, yeah, terrified. That's fascinating. I know, right? Isn't it crazy? Like with with how much we know, and just like the the other crazy thing is, there's a there's a, a stat that I saw recently that we know more about like the outer space that surrounds Earth than we do our ocean, right? So like that, that's as exactly. to that, I would say. I'd say I that's agree. right terrifying. in there. That's, whole, that's horrifying. Like we don't even really know what we're sharing a planet with to an extent. There are eel farmers and they don't know how they make more right. eels. How guys. you can literally stare at them all day and just like not know is crazy. <laughs> and they just make more. Right. That's like why. terrifying. Okay, Monopoly. That's like, okay. <laughs> how to make money 101. What you do is what you get like two eels. You get one female eel and one male eel. And all you do is just have them swim together and eventually you'll have a million and then you can just sell all of them. And that's how you make money. You heard well, it here first. How do you know they don't just like climb out of the, the ocean floor? Well, I guess eel farmers probably have them, them in a controlled environment. Yeah, yeah, true. Put them in your bathtub. Get some salt water. Put them in a tub. That is terrifying. Your, you know, put them in your tub, bro. Yeah, and then eventually you have a the, million. The of thing them about the like, I see, I what I don't know about the ocean is how, like, do we know how deep have we gone into the ocean floor? We know ten percent of the ocean. That's the messed up. Ocean. That's not. That's not okay. That's yeah. wild. Why? That's, why do we have a space up. force? Right. If we don't wild. have an ocean force, <laughs> that's called the navy. But yes. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. No, no, that makes complete sense. You know what? It's crazy. We have a U.S. Navy that we spend uh, billions of dollars on, and we don't know more than 10% of the And you know what, Nolan? You're raising great points right now. It's almost how like big, we don't how want How big to can know. sharks get? Is the megalodon still a real thing? And how do eels reproduce? I don't know. No and what's knows. at the bottom of the ocean? How yeah. like, squids we, you know, like Why are there certain places in the ocean? All the time. Everybody's talking. You know what I mean? You know, just getting out or just racing to get out of best conspiracy theories. <laughs> <Right>. Terrified. <laughs> Why are there certain triangles uh, in the ocean that make you disappear? That's yeah, messed up. Where did Amelia go? That is messed up. Nobody knows. <laughs> this isn't fun. This that... isn't even a fun conversation anymore. I'm sorry I brought it up. No. I'm pretty scared of the ocean. Um, Didn't the look? Never mind. Go ahead. Give, not, give us your second one because that was a pretty yeah, good. One. I'm not following it? that because that's impossible to follow. Yeah. Else is going. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, ah, no. I guess the first one was just a banger, but the second one is. Uh, <laughs> it was. Uh, it's either. Uh, it's either. Uh, you know. You know what choice. I know is, is how do you feel about a Friday is going to be good is when he goes. Okay. So. <laughs> right, guys. It's either. Uh, Duraflame logs or hairy centipedes? Which ones do you guys want to talk about? Upon further review, it has been decided that Ethan's second was, in fact, grotesquely stupid. We will now move forward in your regularly scheduled program. Go ahead, Scott. <laughs> okay. So, 
There's a rumor going around. I'm not sure the the validity of it, but there is a rumor that umpires in baseball games are required to wear black underwear in case their pants split, they're still in all black. Well, I feel like that would be I, I feel like and this is required. Mere, this is mere speculation. I feel like that's a cover story for just preparing for ripped pants like they're making it about the color like we have to cover all our bases but i think the reality is umpires uh if you just take a look at them you'll probably know that they probably do actually rip their pants more than the average person would think and so they're fighting against that but um saying it's kind of so you think it's it's they're saying like oh this is a worst case scenario they have to honor the time long or the time honored tradition but really, I think that they're just trying to cover up how often their umpires are ripping their pants. Okay. Baseball is so boring. Like, <laughs> let umps, like, who cares? Let they, umps if, rip their pants. <laughs> Why does it matter? Let them. When was the last time an ump has ripped their pants? Who cares? I don't know. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I think it's a cover up. But I think now, they don't want you to know that, how no, often that's, that's fair. Now, okay. now that it's anything. out, don't it's wear hot. anything. That's bold. That's you really have, bold. Have you guys sat through an entire baseball game in the dog days of summer? And <laughs> yes. um doesn't even want to be out there. Let him go. Let him go without underwear. It have doesn't even seen, matter. Have you seen some of the umpires? Yeah, they're gigantic. I nope. really don't think XXL pants. For sure, but you're now you're saying let them rip their pants. Like, yeah, now you're see, now you've done the thing where you've gotten so I don't far need to on see the opposite Joe West on, the, on the contrarian side, you're just ripped. not making sense anymore. Okay, well maybe if it, like if yes, an ump rips his they pants, should be allowed maybe, to rip them. Yeah, maybe if an ump rips his pants, I'll see it uh, finally on a sports center top ten. I don't, I, but baseball's boring. I don't <laughs> tell you guys. <laughs> How do you guys feel about? uh old sports footage i found myself like within the last uh couple weeks or last couple nights actually um like going on youtube and i was like i went down a rabbit hole for like four hours the other night where i was just like looking up classic moments that i don't know if i've ever seen before so i was look i looked up like the last 10 minutes of the oilers winning their first stanley cup and like i was look i was watching i watched like 10 minutes of a 1955 uh world series game uh and then i just like i just it's so i i sorry how do you feel about it (laughs) um ah man i'm kind of torn you know if it's before 1980 kind of you're kind of missing me on it um you know it's there's something about black and white footage or just grainy footage in general it's just like is that even Nobody was having, nobody was on steroids back then. Like there was, there was just no, there was just nothing in the sports back then that was like, oh yeah, these guys are living and dying by the sport. It just doesn't feel the same to me as it does, I guess, necessarily in the last 40, 50 years. But I don't know. I guess it might, it might just be me. How about you, Scott? Uh, I do that often. Like mm. incredibly often, really? probably more often than I'd like to well, admit. Yeah, there's a there's a there's YouTube accounts <laughs> um, that were all of these were birthed during the early days of quarantine uh, because 
sports were shut down, right? Where there is a, um, there's a YouTube account called MLB vault where they just put like 200 old baseball games in their entirety, just on there that you can just watch. The NHL has a ton of old games on YouTube that you can watch. Mm-hmm. There's an NBA vault that you can go and watch. I mean, it's the NFL's way too stingy and money hungry to let that fly. But the other three, like are are there's just there's out there, and I do it all the time, all the time. I love it. Wow, really? What is the attraction for you guys there? Like, what do you like? Is it is it the so, nostalgia uh, aspect of it? For me, it was just like we were actually me and Scott were talking about it after we finished recording uh, Tuesday's episode. Like, just in we were talking about like good memories, a lot of Tigers memories, and. Uh, Honestly, like my favorite part about sports is like being in awesome environments and things like that. And like, so I really miss that right now. Obviously, I'm sure a lot of people do. Uh, Nolan, Nolan, really quick, two seconds. I tried to get tickets to a Red Wings game for my mom's birthday. Five hundred dollars for two tickets. Yeah, it sounds impossible. Right. That sounds impossible right. right now. Go ahead. Um. So yeah, I was just like I I was just like watching a lot of videos of that and honestly there's there this is going to sound kind of weird but there's a part of me right now that's really fascinated with large crowds of people cheering for sports. It and makes sense given I think and I I really think that that's what it has been cuz I just missed that. The amount of concerts I've listened to in the last yeah, that too. I'd say 2 months too mm-hmm. where everybody's going it's a great YouTube concert that's full yeah hour and a half long it's, i yeah. i think I, I sent nolan like three of them uh, mm-hmm. over the weekend it's yep. just kills me yeah right now so uh and i also just realized like you know you hear about like all these moments and like you've never seen like we live in a world where it's watching wayne gretzky win his first Stanley cup is literally at your fingertips and we don't care like that's crazy you know yeah that that's it for me like all the all the big um, all the games they choose are obviously they don't just pick random, you know, Tuesday yeah. and August games. Like they pick like you know important games, and there's so many that I've heard about or I've seen like highlights of, which I guess you know like. But for whatever reason, I'm very drawn to just being able to sit down and watch the game in it. And again, like I, I would probably never watch an old game over like a current. Like if there was a live Wings, Tigers, Pistons, mm. whatever game on, I would never be like, oh, let me rewatch the 1960 World Series right now. But like if there's nothing else on, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the, the big moments like that, I, I'm drawn to being able to watch that in its entirety. Just I don't know. I will also say uh, and we do have to start to wrap this up because it is we've been going for a long time here. But I will say. I kind of the one thing I did bef- before like quarantine and all that stuff happened is when I when I work from home, I love to just like have full games going on my TV. It's like usually like big football games, uh, like I'll just have like championship games and stuff like running through my autoplay. They're like three hours long each or one night will be like Red Wings games and it'll just be like running through like 2008 Red Wings games. Uh and that, I just like it as noise. It's nice to just be like, all of a sudden you're just like, you know, over at that's or that's or scars. And you just look up and you're like, Oh, cool. You know, like Memories. it's just, it's, it's good background noise. If I can't necessarily be listening to music for what I'm doing. So yeah. I don't know. You guys um, kind of opened my eyes up to that. I guess I, I guess I've never really thought about it as in the aspect of like you said, Gretzky getting his first cup. And so like, that's phenomenal. I guess I've, I've never even seen that. I've never even thought about that before, but it's 
Yeah. Or just like all these all these things that you've heard about, and like you can literally go watch them. Like, like I want to see, that, I want to see the full game of like Ordonez hitting that bomb that sends us to. Yeah, the I've like, done that's that. what I want to see right so, now. So you don't even want to know how many times I've done that. But like the uh, <laughs> the 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 big one for me, one of my the coolest ones was probably three or four weeks ago now. I went back and they have the entire the first abs fight. Right, they have the full that full game just on YouTube in its entirety mm. and so like okay like obviously i've seen all the fights and stuff and i know what happened after and all the repercussions but like i've never sat down and watched that game puck drop to final horn before like why yeah. not i just have it at my disposal you know what yeah. i mean like that that kind of stuff's fascinating to me and i think the the fascinating stuff is in the details like we know a lot of the stories so well we know the hit or you know the fight we know darren mccarty right. came back and scored but like i'm i'm curious to know like what the energy was like in the third period with five minutes left you know exactly. like i i exactly. you miss out on i guess context of the story or just how it felt at that time uh if you just kind of skip around to the best moments so that's what i've been doing a lot uh and i probably will continue to do that uh, as soon as we wrap up this recording so uh it's been a fun week here at the lockdown red wings podcast i don't know about you guys i'm having fun despite recapping three losses since sunday it's fine Phillips Adina scored two goals. Those are the things you got to get excited about. Evgeny Sveshnikov had another point tonight. Uh, and when you're in a rebuild, those are the things that make you happy. It sucks to say, but those are the things that you say, whatever. Yeah, they lost five to two, but Phillips Adina looked like a, a, an elite goal scorer tonight. So take that uh, into your weekend. Breathe easy, knowing that you don't have to watch the Red Wings again until Tuesday. And then on Monday morning, when you wake up, you'll probably start breathing heavy again because they do have to play the lightning. Uh, but we will be back. I believe we're going to do some sort of crossover with Lockdown Pistons. Not exactly sure uh, how we're going to end up doing that, but that will probably start the week next week. So subscribe. It's the only way to make sure that it's waiting for you when you wake up every single morning. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter as well at LO underscore Red Wings. We'll see you back here on uh, Monday. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. Oh, oh. Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.